Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. Before we talk about like music and stuff, man, that conversation was funny, though, about like those skit comics. You know who was I used to kind of find kind of funny, but. He's kind of come annoying since he came onto skits. Was uh, Affion Crockett? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember he used to be funny, but now like he started becoming one of those skit guys too. And yeah, I, I feel like those skit guys on Instagram and those things on social media, they gotta do volume. I think we, ha- yeah. I think you just can't do that much volume in skits and have it be good because even those guys who are funny, those um, those RDC world guys, they don't do that many videos like you know some of these other people do like you know i mean at least long. at least somebody like avion crockett has established himself in the stand-up world yeah. whereas he can use that kind of like tony baker does he'll use that to promote the stand-up the to stand-up, where a lot of these yeah. dudes really don't have nothing else outside of the skits and it's like after a while because you know this era of all of this shit in entertainment the way entertainment works all of this shit is going to come to an end eventually you know what i'm saying if you it's don't really have started. any real it's a, it's yeah already started look at netflix each time exactly. netflix is, is imploding yeah, if you don't have real talent or if you can't, you know how back in the day within Living Color, like black folks, we knew that the, our comedians was like this. You know what I'm saying? But now that it's become like a normal thing to see a black comedian like a Keenan Ivory Wayans and, you know, Tommy Davidson. Like that's normal to see black comedy like that. Now you got to go to another level. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have that next level, you ain't going to be in no motherfucking Hollywood. Yeah, and I, yeah. I feel like the skits are just becoming like the, the skits now. Just You got to have the big redundant. booty IG model. Right. 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 The, the obligatory big booty IG model. And, you know, and the skit goes act. on for about five minutes funny. longer than it's supposed to. Yeah. yeah, she can't act because she just there to make sure you see her ass is fat. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. So, you know, you see that with Michael Blackson was doing that, but at least he has an established comedy you know, stand-up career. So he can oh, do that, but other King, dudes... King Bach was a, was a bad one. That guy was pretty bad. That yeah, he was Bach horrible. Guy. And that yeah. was in movies. I'm like, why are you putting this guy in movies for, man? You I won't lie. He had a couple that, that had me laughing my ass. Like, did y'all remember the one where he was... I'm thinking about from the Vines. I don't know the other shit that he's doing now, but the Vines, I see he had a couple that were hilarious with him um, rapping and, and, you know, with the low-key gay lyrics. Or whatever. Right, right, <laughs> That right, one used right. to be funny as hell. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's there's all a kid called up. Trey Rags who I think is really funny. That kid, the, the one who's talking about how um, hip hop back in the day was gay. You, you ever see? Oh, he's the one who does stuff about getting canceled too. Okay, I haven't and seen that. Trey Rags, no, I haven't seen him. Oh, that guy's pretty funny. It's T R A, and then the second you you've seen him. Hold hold on, let me let me let me find him. You you've seen this guy? Trust trust me. Yeah, they, you know, I think eventually because even even the apps that they're using, like Instagram is pretty much a dead app. Like people, it's, so, it's full of so many ads and, and people just don't use Instagram like they used to. You know what I'm saying? So I think using Instagram to make skits, now you're going to have to upgrade to YouTube or yeah. start coming on with your own YouTube series. You know what I'm saying? But now that takes a lot of writing. That's why I like Watsomi Kwan, because he actually writes out these skits. You know what I'm saying? And there's a whole a whole thing. It's a whole thing with it now. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I can appreciate that because he's actually putting in a lot of work and making it seem like this is what he's trying to do. It's not like like some, you know, 
country Wayne bullshit. If there's any country Wayne fans out there, you know. Oh, country Wayne is the worst. And I saw this write up on him, but people be acting these people are mad funny. The country Wayne has some serious fan fans. I don't understand how they. Oh yeah. Hold on. Okay. Um, I'm gonna share. Actually, should I share the screen? I feel like my computer's so slow. If I share the screen, it's gonna like make it worse. But let's let's see. I'm gonna try to share the screen. I think if I share the screen, it should still record the audio. So, but um, I'm convinced I shared this one with you guys. Hold on. Is it is it on the screen? Oh yeah, I've seen this guy before. Yeah, yeah. This, I just didn't know his name. Yeah, I, actually, it's, it's short, so I was gonna play it because I don't know, Mario. Have you seen it? Okay, hold on. Welcome to your first day of part of cancel culture, Trey Rags. Hey, thank you guys for hiring me. You know, I really think that we could change the world and make the world a better place by getting. Okay, wait. Uh, the title of this is getting hired into cancel culture. So, um, the cancel culture people are trying to hire him for a job, and he thinks he's going to do social justice. Welcome to your first day of part of cancel culture, Trey Rags. Hey, thank you guys for hiring me. You know, I really think that we could change the world and make the world a better place by getting rid of the sex offenders, domestic abusers, and much more. Um. Well, anyway, the first person we're canceling is Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick, what Kendrick do? Um, we've recently found out that Kendrick called a black girl poo poo head. Yeah, twenty seven years ago, <laughs> and we believe that he was making fun of her skin, so he's a colorist. Wasn't he like six? Next, we're canceling Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> she had to fit into a certain shoe to be called pretty. Sounds like fat shaming to me. Period. Next. We're canceling the word oh, slut. Shit. You want to call a girl a mm-hmm. slut because she sucked off the football team in the Talk bathroom? It's the misogyny for me. Right. Next. We're canceling birth certificates. They literally assume genders. Period. Next. We are canceling Kevin Hart. I don't know why. I just feel like we haven't messed with him in a while. Same. <laughs> Next. We're canceling rain. It gets us wet against our will. That's called rape. Next. Mm-hmm. We are canceling straight men. The fact that you aren't gay is homophobic. Like, just be Next. gay. We are canceling Damn. Them. We don't like them. <laughs> the fact that you aren't gay is homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Hold on, but did you hear the guys that just be gay? <laughs> He's yeah, the ad libs in the background. Just be gay. <laughs> but that's literally that's literally how Twitter social yeah, activism I was works. Gonna, yeah, I was going to say, it ain't too far-fetched. No. That's what you said. You hear the ad Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally how that shit works. What is that tisk-tisk shit that they do or whatever? What is? What the hell is that? I've been meaning to ask you guys that. What the hell is that? I'll just pretend like I don't know. I think it's supposed to be like you're laughing so hard that you're mashing the keyboard. I think that's what it's supposed to be. So you're... So if you remember, they used to just have all these random letters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be like JFK1263 explanation mark, you know. Yeah. And then at some point, it just standardized to SKS, SKS, SKS. I don't know who decided that that was going to be the universal mashing the keyboard type, but it is really annoying. But you know, it's funny, like, care, like, when, like, gay teenagers type that way. Because, you know, they're gay teenagers. They're supposed to, like, type that way. But you have, like... These motherfuckers are 30. Yeah, 30, 40-year-old, like, women with, like, professional jobs and kids. It's like, okay, why are you typing that way? Like, Yeah, you're why fucking you 35. Like an, why are you typing, like, an Atlanta teenager? I don't I don't understand, like, why you're typing that way. It goes along with a lot of their behavior, though, because a lot of those same people are 35 and they act like teenagers online. You know what I mean? That's true. And, and you know, you got to read in between the lines of who these people really are. And then you find out, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're just a fucking piece of to shit because they're gonna start talking bad about their parents soon you know what i mean that's been going on like oh my parents i'm i'm not i don't care about the civil rights generation because my grandparents didn't leave me nothing man shut up mm, shit. lying ass yeah your lying grandparents <laughs> left you yeah stop lying yo my your most grandparents annoying grandparents left you something my most annoying thing right now on black twitter uh i mean this has always been a thing but it's gotten worse where people invent someone or something that hasn't actually happened yet to get mad at Everyone's just arguing about it. And uh, 
I think I shared this one with you. I mentioned it somewhere else too, but there was a guy and I guess age gap relationships are one of those things that's popular to talk about on the, um, you know, timeline. So, so someone was like, yo, if I ever have a daughter and, you know, she's like 30 and she brings home like a 50 year old guy, yo, we fight and I don't give a fuck. Oh, I remember this, that. Yeah. that and I, I, was, I was like, wait, does this guy have a daughter? No. Something? And then look, he didn't have a daughter. And he was like, <laughs> like 20 something. I'm like, dude, why are you fast forwarding this when you're 60? Like, <laughs> you didn't bend it. But he did a whole thread. The dude was like getting heated over a fake guy. Yeah, he, he was started, dead ass over a made up yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah. And he started adding levels to it because he, he was like, yo, I know y'all saying that I'll be old. I'm 60. I can't fight. But all I got to do is hit him in the knee. I'm like, wait, you're strategizing against this motherfucker now. <laughs> you're, you're actually making a yeah. whole fucking strategy Uh-oh. to beat up this dude that hasn't oh, even wait, 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 wait. happened yet. Wait, hold on, T. Hold on. I just thought about something. We're not supposed to be talking about Twitter or else some people going to get mad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we got an A on the Twitter, A. Eh? We got we to gotta cut true, that yeah. out. My bad. That's funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. But uh, even off of Twitter, man, in real life, I just think this has been a longstanding Black people habit. But online is just amplified it. Like, you know, people just making up hypotheticals because, you know, be sitting with your boy sometimes and go, yo, what would you do if your girl, you know, did this, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, hypotheticals have always been like a big, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah we've been so doing that forever. You, but yeah, you always get some random ass. What would you do if Mike Tyson came up and slapped your girl in the ass? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, what? Would you, would you, for $1 million, would you let Mike Tyson just haul off on your jaw? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, oh, one yeah. Good punch. Or you get the weirdo out of the crew, you know, all of a sudden he come with some weirdo shit. Would you let another man lick your booty for a million dollars? You know, something weird just out of the blue. Like, nigga, what is on your mind, nigga? Yo, and then when people, like, react, he's like, I don't think I was going to do it. I was just, you know. Right, right, right. He, he, he had yeah. that waiting. He was waiting to throw that out there whenever we have them scenario exactly. situations where he could throw we that talk out about masculine shit. Right. Yeah, we talk about tough guy shit. Right. Would you let another man lick your ass? Right, <laughs> man. We talking about Mike Tyson knocking you the fuck out. Now you come with this weird shit. Right. Fuck? Would you take a fastball from Randy Johnson in his prime? You know what I mean? We right. talking about that right. type of thing. And here he come. Yeah, no. yeah but, but, but yeah. the internet made it worse because now you got a million people in one room. It's just basically adding on instead of just four motherfuckers in a room. You know what I'm saying? So it's just... uh nuts but uh you know I, I listened to the kendrick lamar album and i really really liked it but i realized the reason i liked it is even though he's younger than us he's not talking about like super young stuff it's kind of no. like universal and then i was thinking you know the middle-aged rapper is going to be a real thing we're about to hit a point where it's going to be more middle-aged people who ever rapped than young people like we're already there i mean how old yeah. is drake drake has got to be what 36 37 which which Drake? Drake, the rapper. Oh, Drake. Oh, yeah, Drake. yeah, Drake. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah you're right. But, but yeah, you're right. Drake is. I mean, the, this is how it's always been. I mean, I look at. Well, you're right. He's you know, been I, like over ten years now. Damn. Yeah, yeah well, Drake, Drake is thirty-five. Drake is thirty-five. Yeah, the the middle-aged rapper has always been a thing with this new age because if you look at the top-selling rappers or who's on the you know the Billboard charts, I'm talking about like maybe six, seven years ago, it was like Jay Z, Eminem, like it's these older rappers. The rappers that are getting a lot of the publicity are the rappers like Gunna and uh, Young Thug and all these other rappers, but they're not the ones, they don't push the culture. They're just popular. No, not they're just popular. That's really all it is. And that's what I start to realize in that shit. 
Yeah, there's no blueprint. On Kanye the- West is 44. Yeah. yeah. There's no Nicki Minaj is 39, dog. Yeah, there's no yeah. blueprint on how to be middle aged. Uh, if in these rap. ages are accurate, yo, there's no blueprint on how to be middle aged in rap, man. So I'm I'm kind of curious, like, what's that gonna look like? Like, but yeah, I think Kendrick had an album that anybody from the 20s to middle age can enjoy. Like, you know, he wasn't talking about like busting down on hoes and doing any stuff like that. He was just kind of talking about like life stuff. The Buster Rhymes album was. Interesting, it was amazing. Like, it was great. Yeah, yeah, I like that album. But he was rapping about stuff like fighting with your baby mama and stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah, and it and it worked, you know. But um, yeah, Jay Z is a horrible um, middle aged rapper. He doesn't know what to, he doesn't know what to rap about because he can't. Rap he doesn't. About yeah, I don't think he really has any idea of what people want to hear anymore. So he has to become he has become this new uh, like I'm your uncle and I'm <laughs> trying to tell you what's best for you. You know what I mean? He has be, he yeah. he became that rapper. He relied you know I mean? too much on the, on the on the on the drug rap, and he didn't really develop, I think, anything else. So he can't do that now. So now he's talking about Basquiat's and talking yeah. about crypt, crypto and gentrified a hood, and, and it's, it's like a Facebook uncle. Yeah, it's like a Facebook uncle, you know, who's who's, who's hopping on trends, you know. Yeah. Hey, 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 nephew, you heard about that crypto? Well, you know what he, he fucked. Where Jay Z fucked up is that people re- got to remember Jay Z didn't put his first album out till he was like 27, 28 years old. Mm. So he was out of pocket for rapping like that anyway from the beginning. He should have did four, four, four in nineteen ninety nine. You know what I'm saying? In two thousand, two thousand one. But instead, he's doing imaginary player. What's the difference between a five point seven and a five point three or whatever? 30,000 cocksucker. You know what I'm saying? He's doing that shit, trying to yeah. stunt on motherfuckers. This nigga said cocksucker. That's what he said. Oh, he said that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I swear. Jay-Z was rapping in science as he was a teenager with the jazz and the Hawaiian Sophie days. And if you look at those videos, he looks like he's like, you know, 17. But his yeah. problem is he didn't blow up until like, you know, like 10 years really it into the game. It took him a long time to it blow up. It took him a long time, yeah. He wasn't, when you look at Jay-Z and look at the way he raps and, and everything from the way he raps, his look, everything, that that wasn't going to pop at that time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, it just wasn't to where you look at someone like, you know, Buster Rhymes, you know, like Buster Rhymes was down with a whole crew of people. Like he had, you know, le- not just leaders of the new school, but he had the whole Native Tongues crew. So he's got fucking Jungle Brothers. He's got Latifah and Moni Love and all these different people that he was down with. And then at Tribe Called Quest at that time was like the biggest thing going at that time, especially for young people. If you was like, yep. T, you're, you're, you're older than me. You know what I'm saying? So you were in high school probably when Tribe first came out. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like that was the shit to be a part of. That and Nas, like that was the shit to be a part of. And, and, and Tribe was really like cool because they weren't as bohemian because you know they're not so messed up because it came out a little too bohemian too yeah too when it first yes, came out yeah that daisy ate stuff and and yeah from data soul is dead on they were trying to kill that image but they yeah. never could totally kill it but tribe was like the perfect balance between kind of like jazzy new age bohemian but still regular dudes from like queens and, and you know another thing that de la soul did was they had a streak where they were just they would do little inside jokes, hating on people. Very, very esoteric too. Yeah, inside jokes and like, even if it, even if it wasn't hating, you still couldn't get what it was. Like you know, yeah, you had to sit there and like decipher it. Like I remember they were talking about someone from Native Tongues who they weren't cool with anymore. Everyone was speculating who it was, and I'm like, this is like a riddle. This is like a puzzle. I don't want to have to yeah. puzzle out like you know what you're talking about. That's what they they played themselves, and then Pac dissed them, and then that was pretty much the end of De La Soul for a long time. Uh, Tretch Tretch punched. 
punched. Um, was it was it pause? Was it Macy or was it um pause that he punched? No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was pause in the news. He stopped calling himself pause, right? I forgot what he. Yeah, I forgot what he calls himself now. Yeah, 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 but um, yeah, uh, Tretch punched him because of a line. He, he had one of those lines, like you know, like keep you naughty by nature and something else, and then yeah. Tretch showed up at a show. <laughs> punched him at his own him. show. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like some Tretch would do. Um, yeah. I like, I like, you know, speaking of like the uh, middle-aged rap, I found uh, Math Hoffa's show on YouTube. He has a That's show on story. YouTube. You shared, you shared that one. Yeah, with, uh, that was really, good. really good. Yeah, Math Hoffa has a really good show where he had like Kane on there. He had Omar Epps. And I didn't know Omar Epps was from Brooklyn. I didn't know Omar Epps used to be a rapper. I didn't know he used to run around with Kane. I didn't know none of that stuff. Oh, my you know? God. Omar Epps. I, I remember his rap video, but the rap video came out after he became known as an actor. And, you know, once people have you in one lane, it's hard for, for them to put you in another. Especially back then. It was hard back then. Yeah, he was yeah, an actor. He wasn't trying to be no rapper. Yeah. Now everybody's in every lane, you know, with that whole childish Gambino multi-hyphenate thing. But yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Um, you can find his rap video online, probably. Uh, but yeah, he has a rap video that came out after he was his after Juice. Yeah, he because he said that when he was on um when he was doing the movie Juice, he was he was seventeen and he would he had been rapping or whatever, and he said that he he spit some raps for uh Big Daddy Kane and Kane kind of let him know like you all right, but nah, you know what I mean? And he kind of stuck with the, the with the acting thing, and he said that he was there when him and I think he said Tupac was nineteen when they did Juice, he was seventeen, and he said that uh, a lady in New York somewhere in Brooklyn somewhere he she threw a baby in a trash can and like he was tri- he wasn't really tripping, but Pac was tripping, and he wrote uh, Brenda's got a baby at the set of Juice. I didn't know that um, that was basically something that, you know, they really saw. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I found I found the Omar Epps uh, song. I accidentally played part of it while, while you were talking. But uh, actually, let me, let me show the video because, I mean, this is not going to be fun for the people at home, but people at home can look it up. It's called Definition of a Man. And he he no matter what Kane told him, apparently he still decided to try one day anyway. <laughs> and uh, people just were not were not feeling it. But but this this is this is it. Omar Epps definition of a man. And this is like during that DOS effects Timberland uh, yeah. baggy Carhartt era. So he came out with a hoodie and a hill hill figure. It's not terrible. People just didn't want to hear. Love what you see. It's very boom bap. This is part for the era. This, this is not out of touch with what was going on back then. Understand the fact that I'm a black man, girlfriend. I need a woman who ain't in this industry whirlwind. Please, honey, got to work hard for that money indeed. You best believe in the brother. We can be with one another. Can't pull a nigga like a mother, son. I'm fucking numb, damn it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's horrible. Yeah, he smoked a little too soon. I said, I was waiting. I was waiting because I know you were saying that because of the beat. Because the beat is good, and I'm yeah, like, it's not the beat. Right, right, issue. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, like, I'm gonna wait because once Mario hears that rap, he's gonna change his tune. <laughs> good grief, that's bad. Very basic flow. Yeah, yeah that yeah. flow was super basic. Yeah, he he's like the he's like the third guy in the group that raps. Uh, once out of every four songs, that kind of flow. Right. No one wants to know. messed it up really is when he interjected the curse words into it. Cause I'm thinking he's going on some positive type shit. Then he busts out with the killer motherfucker. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. That, that was out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, it's not terrible, but 
He should be a third guy Mars, in the group. It, it, it's, it's not a solo guy type of uh, flow. You, you said Big Daddy Kane told him don't bother. <laughs> you yeah, just yeah. Big, Big Daddy Kane told him it? don't bother a couple of years before this, but apparently he oh, had that man. bug. What year did this video come out? It came out. Or that song. It came out, a, I think, a couple of years after Juice, but let me let me double check. It, hey, it rewind was, that. Rewind girl walking in. I want to see something real quick. Uh, oh, are we wearing the girl walking? The girl in? was walking past them. Okay, yeah. uh, hold on. Let me let me go. Let me go back. Trying to, I'm trying to see something. Okay. <laughs> you know, one thing I like about videos like this, though. I mean, the guy was a movie star and everything at this point, but the girl in the video is like a very attainable, beautiful girl. Like you know, like nowadays you could be a nobody, but you got a girl with a Brazilian butt lift and. Like two thousand dollars of work in in your video. Yeah, that's what I was trying to. I'm trying to see if how her, because you know how we compare what used to be considered a big ass back then to, to nowadays. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying to if, see if, watch, if it's comparable. If you watch if you watch Rum Shaker like that video, like like even white girls today. You gotta go back to the. Yeah, you gotta go back to the very beginning. I'll go to the very beginning. This might All be right, let's see. Let's see. It's a rich. Oh yeah, to the door. Okay, let me see. Actually, no. I, oh, that's not bad. Damn. Okay. Today, that would be a. Uh, yeah, that would be not even today. Yeah. What kid over there doing? Oh, I'm just waiting for hey, y'all. I, I, kid, I, that song is horrible. I'm sorry. Kid, <laughs> it song, must be horrible. Kid, kid, pass up a chance to, to see some. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I can see that any day. That song is trash. <laughs> that motherfucker should never pick up a microphone again in his life. Yeah, yeah, because because I because I felt like. Uh, hearing the story doesn't have the same effect as actually hearing uh, the rap. So, so, so you can get an idea of what Big Daddy Kane, you know, he was trying to save him from himself. He had well, I mean, the way they were talking, when I was watching the episode and they were talking, they talked about a lot of stuff, but it was more or less about like, Kane is like basically talking to these dudes about how the industry works. Because, you know, what happens is, what I noticed is in these conversations, we're talking about hip hop. And even on Math Hoffa's show, they always get into the weird conspiracy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Whenever somebody's not getting on, it always turns into some, man, I ain't trying to do no gay shit, man. That's Illuminati. And no, bro, you're just not good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, now I'm not saying that. And this one thing a lot of dudes was, would say, like they had, um, you remember Paul Kane? Yeah. So Paul Kane was on there. He's, you know, that's Fabulous's brother. Oh, no, I never knew that. Yeah, Paul Kane is fabulous brother. So Paul Kane was on there and Ransom was on there. And they're basically saying like there probably is weird stuff going on in Hollywood, but they know who to approach with that weird shit. Also, you know I, mean? I think the people who get that um, are like further along. Like, like I don't think like at the, you know, at, at the base level, you're just doing freestyles and like a little... A show here and there that you know they're hitting you with that stuff. You, you have like, to. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to have talent. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's, it has nothing to do with no like Jay Z. When you know when as soon as Jay Z became uh, a billionaire, all of a sudden he's the Illuminati. You know what I'm saying? They never. It's never Warren Buffett. It's never Bill Gates. But yeah. it's Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? No, no, there was always rumors that uh, you know they always uh, speculate that Will Smith did something you know to get to that next level with Fresh Prince, but you know. Whether it's true or not, I can believe that because that's on the point of you ain't about to get a network show. Yeah, uh, this could be like the next level for you. This could be a big thing. But like yeah. these other dudes, they'll be talking about like, yeah, man, uh, I was gonna be on Shit State Records and I didn't get signed. And I think that dude was a homo. I think he wanted uh, 
something for me. That's I mean, right. Some of these dudes are just whack as fuck. You know, some dudes are just whack. You know, it, like yeah. and one of the things, one of the perfect examples that uh, they brought up was Buster Rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Buster Rhymes might not be way up at the top billionaire, but he's at 30 years of longevity. Snoop Dogg, 30 years of longevity. It's all about what you do with your talent when you have a chance. There's a lot of motherfuckers that had a lot of talent. They blow their load and then they just ain't shit no more. Just speaking of Busta Rhymes, man, you know, at the time that Leaders of the New School was you know, big, they were one of those groups that was your favorite rapper's favorite rapper in New mm-hmm. York. Everybody in New York we always shout out leaders, leaders of the new school before they actually had an album. Like people used to wonder, who's this leaders of the new school thing? Right. And looking back, man, they really weren't that great. It was just Busta Rhymes. It was just Busta Rhymes. <laughs> Everybody knew that, though. We all knew yeah. that. We all knew it was Busta <laughs> Rhymes was the one that had the it. talent. <laughs> they no, didn't it, know yeah, it. Clearly, they didn't know it. No, because they really thought they were that good. They really yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically drove Busta out of the group. group. Yeah, literally. On TV. On live TV. On MTV, yeah. on TV raps. Yeah. Leaders yeah. of the New School. Is that the one that did Scenario? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Charlie Brown, Dinko D, those guys. They pretty yeah. much drove Busta out of the group. He was a cash cow. And yeah. they suffered for it. You don't hear from those guys. None of you not hear from those guys. No one even plays that record. Like, no. Like, no one plays any songs from that, that first album. You know, like... Uh, no. Well, I, I feel so like forgotten. Shaq... Shaq jumped on that album for some reason. I don't know no, why. That, that, you think of Fushnickens? That's Fushnickens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sha- Shaq wasn't. Um, I don't know if you can remember. I mean, th- this album is so forgotten. It's one of those al- albums that was big at the time, but pretty forgotten. But uh, remember the song "Sob Story"? I know yeah. you, and yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. I'll no, talk Mario because I don't know if Mario remembers the first Leaders album. Um, I, I feel PTA what, what, is on that album. What would be the biggest song from that album that Mario might know? That first leaders PTA, album? the PTA, the PTA. Oh, song. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy Charlie Brown used to be so annoying. Ah, ah, remember that dude? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was the, the dude that fought the most with Busta Rhymes because he thought he was the star. He really did. Yeah, he really did. Back then, it was back then. If you was rapping, and I want to tell you guys this, you guys know this, but for the listeners out there that really don't wasn't around at that time, like if you was rapping back then, you had to be on your own dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, that's why I always, I always tell people rappers are the fucking most annoying people you can hang around because they think they the shit They you cannot tell a rapper, Hey bro, that's all right, man. But I don't really think I like that. They will get mad at you because they really do believe that everything they put on paper should win them a Grammy. They really do believe that shit. You know what I'm saying? But going back to the Kendrick album, I love the album. And I'm, I'm, you know, this is the thing. I, there's rappers that I like and I'm biased that I like, but if they put whack shit out, I'll just be like, man, I'm not feeling like Nas. Nas is one of my favorite rappers, but for a long time, I was like, bro, I'm not trying to hear nothing that dude's rapping about because he's doing just such a bad job at uh, picking his beats. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But Kendrick, that dude, I always have this vision, like the way he raps and the stuff that he raps about, a lot of times he reminds me of someone because he's younger than me. Kendrick is what, 33, 32, 33, something like that. Sounds Sounds right. He reminds me of somebody like I'm 40. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was 17, 18 years old and I was outside, outside, outside. He reminds me of like a little young dude that wasn't out there, but he saw us. You know what I'm saying? He don't have the experience of really being out there because that's just not who he is. And that's fine. But he knows everybody that was out there and he saw it. You know what I'm saying? Now, he's got his own personal stuff, his own personal stories and things like that, what he did with his little homies. But when you see the big homies doing shit, you'd be like, damn. It, it was real for him. You know what I'm saying? So when I listened to his music and I listened to this new album, which to me, honestly, probably since DMX, I haven't heard an album this dark and this deep since DMX. You know what I'm saying? It's that that personal. You know what I'm saying? You don't really hear music like that's that personal because everybody 
you know, in hip hop is trying to be somebody else. You're trying to live up to the, the character that you created. You know what I'm saying? Drake really does think he's Drake, whatever the fuck that means. But but the problem for me is that is even trying to live up to the character. The character just isn't that interesting, like at all. Like, like to me, like Drake is too relatable. Yeah, you know, like like I'm like okay, this just sounds like people, uh, you know, that I went to college with. It's, it doesn't really seem like nothing really f- interesting, you know, going. But, but on. But if you don't really know Drake, though, you know what I'm yeah, saying exactly. through his music, you don't really know him. You know what I'm saying? You know because he puts on like Rick Ross. To me, Rick Ross is a damn good rapper. Picks yeah. great beats, all that. But we don't know who the fuck Rick Ross really is. You know what I'm saying? So towards with Kendrick, yeah, I know that motherfucker. And I don't know if I don't I, I feel kind of bad because <clears throat> the the conversations that he's having on this album is conversations that everybody should be having on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? But it's too dark and it's too deep to have these conversations. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just the ones because remember, I told you guys um, when that album came out that night, I tweeted, I said, I already know the two songs that people are going to be babbling about. Yeah, you did say that. And you I know why. That. And yep. it took three days. It wasn't it would took three days. And here go all these threads about auntie's diary and about trans and about gay. I knew that's what they were going to do. But that just proved to me that they don't listen. They don't listen to music. It's almost like how Wesley Snipes said on White Men Can't Jump. You can listen to Jimmy, but you can't hear Jimmy. That's how I think about what a lot of people talk about hip hop. They listen to it, but they don't hear it. You know something? When I heard that song, even though I liked it, I so wish he didn't even do that song, though, just because. Topic is such a live wire. I just feel like, God damn, it's just not worth it, bro. Like, just, just, just don't. I don't think that's a song he's going to perform live. But, but still, like, it's a good song. But that thing is just. I mean, like, like you see the, the how they won't stop gunning for Dave Chappelle. Like, like, yeah. I, like I just think like it's just not worth it. Like, uh, even now, people are just bragging about how his album sales dropped from like, the second oh, yeah. week and and just just hating everything. And I know a lot of it's coming from that song. Like, you know, well, I, I was is well, it, the, the most people that I see that's talking about that are the people that are fans of music like Gunna and uh, mm. uh, Drake. And is and, and, and I'm not tripping because I already know what these people are about. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, if you and this is just how I am and maybe maybe I'm, it sounds fucked up. But if you a person that like to listen about how to be a better dope fiend, you ain't supposed to be listening to Kendrick's music then. Yeah, not even a, a better dope theater. <laughs> Not even fiend. a better dope dealer, a better dope fiend. Yeah, now people rap about being the addict. That, that's yeah. the part of rap that's really... I, mean, I remember you, somebody, you, somebody young was talking to me and they were like, y'all make fun of us and, the, and everything, but, you know, y'all rap about drugs. goes, yeah, but 10 crack commandments is different from I was laid out on the lean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like it's, it's different. You're talking about being the addict. There came a point in time, you know, back in the day, whenever I heard about... uh Codeine, it was usually from rappers from Texas. That's the first time I ever heard of that shit was down in Texas. You know what I'm saying? And the dope boys do lean. You know what I'm saying? Down south, motherfuckers do cocaine, heroin, all kinds of shit. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, yeah. But Pip- it's not bra- you don't, yeah. yeah. But you don't brag about that shit. That's yeah. not something you bragged about. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays it's different. That's why when you hear about these rappers, um, especially in the Chicago scene, you know, all these rappers from Chicago that's doing lean, that's dying. There's so many of these rappers that are dying from doing lean or just from senseless violence, whatever, but a lot of it from drugs. And then you see, it'll be a rapper I've never heard of. We've oh, never yeah. heard of them. And and the, really, a lot of people have never heard of them, except for these little young Gen Z couple millennial or whatever. There'll be these long threads on social media about these rappers. I'm like, this motherfucker never even got a chance to blow up or even attempt to blow up. And you're telling us how good this person was. But he was a fucking dope fiend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why are you guys celebrating? I mean, you can do what you want. But back in the day, and y'all seen me say this a couple of days ago, back in the day, we found out you was a drug addict. Man, we pack your ass out. 
you get fucked up. You get stomped out for being a dope fiend. You wouldn't be allowed to come on the block because you was an addict. If you hid it from people, a lot of people did. If you hid it from people, that's one thing because you lost respect. It, it was just a thing in the 90s. Like you would lose respect. Like Mario noticed. If you had OGs that end up being crackheads, man, didn't nobody respect them. They didn't get no respect. That happened with um, Flavor Flav because Flavor Flav was a pretty big addict. And yeah. people would yell, yell at his shows and clown him and get upset. And what's interesting is people felt kind of betrayed because you remember they had the song Night of Living Bassheads? Night of Living Bassheads, yeah. And, and I remember there was a Flav, there was a PE show and uh, I used to live in Long Island and uh, Freeport is by there. And it was a different game back then because your celebrities weren't super above you like they are now it would it, be like you used to go to the mall and see ll cool j yeah somebody's on tv but you can go to green acres malls and, and see him there and stuff or right you know and, and stuff like that so people would like see these people and stuff and uh people used to like get mad at flag was yo why are you doing that song night and living bass heads and we all seen you you know you know and, you're a bass head yeah but now like I, I don't think now you can be rick ross and be a whole fake identity <laughs> Nobody well, well i mean you know but there's, there's a whole there's a whole character created around being a drug addict and being a rapper like at least one thing i'll say about rick ross at least he's still rapping about selling drugs at least he ain't talking about yeah. doing the dope you know when we first when we found out that rick ross and lil wayne was doing lean and going and having seizures they didn't rap about it you know what i'm saying so that wasn't that was news to me that they were doing it but you have all these other rappers that are you know they'll post pictures on you on instagram with a bunch of zans in their hand or you know, with, with the with the permethazine in a bottle and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what they choose, what they plan to gain out of that aspect of it. Like even um, what's his man? He, I loved him. He was a dope rapper. He passed away. Mac Miller. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying Mac Miller. He talked about doing drugs, but you could tell that he was talking about it from a place of coming. He was in pain. Like there was something going on with him. You know, the reason why he was doing these things, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't promoted that this is what I'm doing and I'm cool because I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, I mean, that's real different than like how like Future does it with the whole dirty Sprite stuff. Right. Exactly. Sound. Right. But but um, check check this out. I'm going to play the one part of the album that I didn't like, but it was mercifully short. But this is the one. T- this is the one thing Kendrick does that I don't like. But he only did it for ten seconds. This album, but it was the first song. When I heard it, I'm like, oh man, is he gonna rap like this the whole album? Because he rapped to me. He rapped too much like this on "To Pimp a Butterfly," and and he lost me. But uh, when he raps like this, hold on, I'm gonna play it. What is a bitch in a miniskirt? A man in his feelings with bitterness. What is a woman that really? Hurt? I hate when he goes and I was like, oh my god, is he gonna do this? But <laughs> ten seconds in, he just switches the flow. He never does that that cadence again, and I love the rest the rest of the album. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you're one of those people who hates when he raps like that, he does not rap like that on this album. He, uh, no, 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 no. He, no. he does in the beginning of like this one song, and then the beat changes and it just um, disappears. Uh, on one of his other albums, I think it was the Pimp a Butterfly. He was doing that a little too much, and I just I think what happens. I think flow. the reason why I think another thing, a reason why a lot of people probably don't like this album, is not just the content. But the production, like they're not, we're at a point in hip hop where you really don't need producers anymore. You know, back in the day, a producer, I mean, at the end of the day, the DJ's name was first. You know what I'm saying? I mean, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, DJ Polo and, you know what I'm saying? So Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Right. (laughs) Well, we ain't even going to consider him a rapper, but. uh, But we ain't, you know, that's how it was back then. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the DJ name came first. So, but you don't hear 
albums where they're bringing an entire production crew, like towards you have that on this one, where you got everybody from Alchemist, 1500 and nothing, Thundercat, you know what I'm saying, Soundwave, DJ Dahi, all these different dudes are literally in one space. Terrence me, Martin's on the album. I was thinking the beat. I love, I love that Terry. dude, man, by the way. Yeah. Terrence, Terrence Martin, Martin that, that, yeah. dude, just, that dude, he's an amazing talent, man. Yeah. I was thinking the beat sounded very east coast and jazzy like 90s 2000 ish which i know a lot of people don't like like to me the beats sounded like you know some of the beats sounded like that type of 90s jazzy style that like tribe used to do yeah which is interesting yeah interesting because i saw uh there was a couple people complaining about his album on instagram and one of the complaints was from a lot of west coast you know some of the younger cats and they were saying it wasn't a west coast sounding album Yes, and I had to tell him, I said, his whole production team on the album was consistent and it's yeah. all West Coast people yeah. all up and down, the, uh, all up and down the credits. So I don't know if that's they just decided to deliberately go with that style. But, you know, you can't say it's not a West Coast album because it's West Coast talent all up and down. It. It's people yeah, that you I mean, ain't these never are, heard these of. That play instruments. It's people that Terrence you have Martin heard of. Yeah, trump- he's a, right. plays a trumpet. Accomplished. Thundercat that's is why a, the is album has a bass. That's why the album has like that live band type yes. of feel to it yes. in a lot of the tracks. I know? think when people think of a West Coast sound, they like to think of like, you know, the funk and everything. Yeah, G-Funk, and yeah. I think people think of like, you know, that East Coast stuff as like the jazzier stuff. And I think the fact, but I mean, the West Coast has a strong jazz tradition and, you know, the East Coast has a lot of funk. Like, like, like EPMD, their whole thing, I mean, they were they were doing funk in their... Uh, music before even Dre was. I was, was going to send you guys something, especially UT. I found it on YouTube. There's a mixtape of Grandmaster Kaz and it's from like 83 and he's rapping over More Bounce to the Ounce. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, EPMD did uh, rapped over More yeah, Bounce to the Ounce. It don't get no too. more West Coast um, than that. It don't yeah. 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 Uh, uh, you guys to chill is, is More Bounce to the Ounce, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so people have this kind of pigeonhole, you know, of East Coast and West Coast uh, style that, you know, I think... Uh, is not as true as like you know they think. I mean, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe, black, maybe black over people, time it became that way, but yeah, yeah, because black people. I mean, more bounce to the ounce. I mean, Zapp and Roger, they're from Ohio. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Ohio is where funk comes from. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, we all black people. So you gonna feel that rhythm regardless of where you're from. Nobody's gonna turn down more. But I remember, uh, I remember Alchemist said that you know he learned under DJ Mugs and DJ Premier, and when he did, uh, we gonna make it for Jada Kiss. He didn't know if he should play it for Premiere because it had claps in it. You know what I'm saying? Because Premiere is boom bap, you know, jazzy boom bap. He didn't know if Premiere was going to like it because it had claps in it, but he played it anyway. And he said Premiere loved it. You know what I'm saying? But as black people, we ain't going to feel that rhythm regardless of where you come from. You know what I'm saying? I think we just pigeonhole this each other. You know, if you're from the South, it's going to be a whole lot of hi-hats and, you know, 808s. You know what I'm saying? To where you look like you, when you listen to the Kendrick album, it sounds, in, there's instrumentation going on. And I don't I don't think young people are used to that no more. They're not used to instrumentation. And, I, and you know, that's yeah. another conversation for why we don't have, you know, live instruments in the school. I think it was and, dope, you know, because the sound of the album was a very consistent sound. Yeah. 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 I think one of the things that drove people crazy about Damn was the sound was all over the place. It was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, and, and it was like a like a schizophrenic album. Like, mm-hmm. what are you trying to do here, bro? But then even mid beat, like he would start off with one beat, then switch to a whole switch different it beat. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? You yeah. know, but this album was a consistent sound. Um, a consistent theme and message throughout the entire album. I mean, even Nipsey's music, when he was alive, it didn't sound like this, even though 
when Nipsey did Victory Lap, you can definitely hear the instrumentation in that album compared to everything that everything that he had ever done. You know what I'm saying? These are these are real live instruments, bro. Like there's so many brothers down in L.A. that play live instruments in our deal. And I mean, fuck, DJ Quick plays instruments. And these are musicians at the end of the day. And it's really hard. And what, another thing, because I remember it was either Jay-Z or Nas said this. A lot of rappers don't know how to rap over instruments. It's very hard for them to rap over instruments because they're so used to hearing a four bar loop. Who was know? the first one to really kind of popularize it? Was it uh, was it um, Don't Sweat the Technique? Yeah. Yeah. Popularize that. Yeah. The instrumentation. But I, I think probably the first ones that popularized it for a beginning to end album was probably maybe The Roots. The Roots had. Mm. Yeah. Or was it, or was Damn, it man, I keep forgetting about them, man. Damn, yeah. that's one. That's an underrated group. Low End Theory had the songs with Ron Carter doing live bass. Yeah. I remember that. But the Roots, I think, were the first ones to have like an actual band for the whole uh, album. Oh, there was Jazzmatazz too. I think Jazzmatazz, Jazz yeah, yeah. Also had, had with Donald Bird and yeah. Guru was with everybody on that one. I mean, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, Mad Lib is from Oxnard. He's from California, Southern California, and he plays instruments. When you listen to Mad Lib's beats. And th- that's him doing this. He has a group called Yesterday's New Qu- Quintet. If you didn't know any better, you would think it was a whole live orchestra playing. He's playing every fucking instrument. Oh, I didn't know that was him. I, I used to yes. listen to Yesterday's uh, New Quintet. Uh, you, you know, yeah, how that's I found Mad Lib by himself. You, you know, how I found them and had no idea it was Mad Lib on uh, Adult Swim in the 2000s. They used to yeah. play Yesterday's New Quintet for like the the commercial breaks. I, I had no idea that was Mad Lib. That's just that's just him. It's oh, not anybody else. It's just him. You know, oh, so nice. there's always been a history of playing instruments coming out of L.A. I mean, we know about, you know, Central Avenue and, all, you know, the jazz you know scene what? back in the 30s and all that kind of stuff. So. You know, why all those people, those, those older rap heads used to um, play instruments is because um, they used to have this program uh, the the federal government used to support the arts all over the place in the hood and all over the place. Uh, people used to play music growing up because they had music programs in all the schools and you didn't have to pay or you just paid like a pittance. And, you know, people would learn instruments that would get voice training. That's why people in uh, a lot of those, uh, people used to sing so so well. A lot of people used to know how to play different instruments. And right around the time that hip hop was coming up, when, Ron, when Ronald Reagan came in, Ronald Reagan gutted uh, all of that. I, I think I forget what it was called. It was the Works pr- Project or whatever, something that FDR uh, created. And, and that was one of the reasons why uh, sampling got so big, because people couldn't afford like people just think that people were just lazy and didn't want to learn no how to, they didn't um, have there were the, the the programs didn't exist anymore yeah yeah the programs didn't exist anymore and that's when people started learning break beats and like like black people always find a way to innovate and do what they got to do and stuff so it's kind of out of necessity like you yeah know? in order to, because the thing about it is when you make it music i mean you know some of our best djs and producers from back in the day are quote-unquote band kids kanye is a band kid you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, regardless of what DJ Quick did in the street life, if he did anything in the street life, at the end of the day, he was a band kid. That motherfucker can play 30 instruments. We forget about Shock G. I don't Shock know if he's a band kid, but, you know, um, he was heavy on instrumentation and things like that. Yeah. And rest his soul. So. But it's yeah, like, Lord Finesse, Diamond D. These dudes, are, these dudes can play instruments, man. But it's like, even by the time... Kanye came up because he's a little bit younger than than people like Dre and stuff. By the time Kanye came up, you kind of needed like a middle class parent to, you know, be able to do it, you know, whereas right. whereas um, 
before you could be like in the projects or whatever and still have access to playing 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 instruments so like i think after a certain era to be a band kid you kind of had to have someone helping you you know what i mean yeah. Or, or, yeah. or or you got it from the church you know or you got you, it from the church yeah. you still get it from the church and, and stuff but yeah i mean a lot of people used to know how how to play play an instrument uh above yeah, a certain yeah. above a certain generation so yeah. I understand. So I understand why a lot of people, they ears not catching the Kendrick album. I, I get it because when and I said this to somebody, I think I told my brother this, like if you look at like damn came out five years ago, look at the music that's came out since then. It's been the same shit over and over and over and over again. So I, I, I don't understand why, especially black people, what happened to us where we aren't able to catch a rhythm or catch something that that still makes you move or makes you think or makes you you hear a good song. You know what I'm saying? Like you can hear a good song, even if it's a different genre of music. You know, when we was coming up, my, my mom listened to New Way. You know what I'm saying? So when, you know, the psychedelic furs and, you know, Prince was big, we listened. But she also listened to Alexander O'Neill and, and, you know, shit like that. But a good song is a good song because you feel it. But towards today, we've been, I hate to sound, I don't want to put on the tinfoil but we've been so programmed to hear certain things and to see certain things that when something comes out that we're not familiar with oh i don't want that get the get that shit out of here oh that's whole tap rap that's bullshit yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, and, I, and i also think that people put their own um expectations on the album as well because i think you and i had this convo about the, the album where I said, I thought that, you know, with it being his going away, his farewell album for TDE, I thought he was going to do more stuff with like Black Hippie and, yeah. you know, just kind of like do it up big in that way. But he went in a totally different direction. Yeah. And so remember, I was telling you, I was kind of disappointed in the album from that perspective because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But then I had yeah. to think, like, OK, well, you know, the artist is not obligated to you know, catered exclusively to the ones yeah. of their fan base. Sometimes they got to go out there and just speak from their heart and put what's really, you know, put and it that's out That's what there I can, and, I can, know, and that's what I can appreciate right. about the way he makes music is it reminds me of Stevie Wonder. You know what I'm saying? Stevie Wonder makes some shit make your ass start crying. You know what I'm saying? For real. You know, so I listened to the Kendrick album. I was just like, damn, dude. Like, like it, for example, you know what I'm saying? One, one of the things I noticed in the song Auntie's Diary, he's rapping, talking about his auntie. And how she, you know, she's a lesbian, whatever. But he, but the way he talks about it was like, man, she might be gay. She's gay, but she cool. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody tripping. It wasn't. In, and you can hear the beat build. You can hear the melody build when he starts talking about his cousin. You know what I'm saying? The beat starts building up. You know what I'm saying? Because his cousin is a dude. Now he's trans and he's not being accepted. You know, the family's saying that they didn't see it. Then he talks about how when he went to church with his cousin, this is the crazy thing. He basically says in a song, he got more faith than me. Like he's in church and has more faith than me, but you dogging him. The preacher is dogging him, but he's in, he believes more than I do. He come to church more than I do. He believes in this shit more than I do, but you picked him out out of everybody to talk about. Yeah. And you can and hear he the beat is crescendoing to... and building up, you know? And I, I think that's also uh, demonstrates that this is a new conversation for a lot of people still, because we've had a long time to wrestle with the, the gay conversation, yeah. right? We just now get to a place where, you know, where where we come, everybody's comfortable with it, and, you know, as much as people are going to be, you know, it's still, I'm not saying it's not still struggles and things like that, but for the most part, it's a conversation that a lot of people are familiar with and, and comfortable with having, whatever their opinion on it is, right? 
Now, the whole conversation about, you know, uh, the transgender thing, that's a whole new that's thing a for different. a lot of people. Yeah. It's a little different. And the, and the song kind of reflected that. Yeah. You see how easy it was for him to flow through the situation with his lesbian auntie. It was like, yeah. okay, boom, 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 bad, bad, boom, boom, boom. But then when he got to that cousin, you could see the, um, the angst in yeah. the situation. I mean, as soon as he says Demetrius is Marianne, now the beat stops. Mm. And then he starts, then all of a sudden you hear a melody in the background of of like a, somebody singing in the background and it just starts building and building and building. And you're like, oh shit, where's this going? And I mean, it's like, I think you said it, Mar. You was like, man, you got, you got females from your hood that's lesbian. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a, that's not a, and it, it, it begged, it begged to ask the question, is it more acceptable to be a lesbian than to be a gay man or a transgender man? Because that's that's the way the the mute that's the way the song that's not what the song was saying, but the way absolutely, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I think that's deliberate. I think he I think he is he's deliberately trying to pose that um contrast and everything. But uh yeah, I mean I think it's harder for people because I think uh black men well this is this is my thought. I can't speak for every black man, but I think a lot of black men are uh, very afraid to be weak because you feel like you're prey. So when you see someone else willingly doing what is stereotypically considered as weak, I think it almost scares you as as in it's going to be catching or something. Not even the same sex gay part, the weak part, the the prey part. I feel like that's really like like I mean I'm only speaking for myself and, and I can't speak for anybody else, but I think what a lot of people think of as um, black homophobia is really like black fear of. Uh, being prey like you know yeah. like being you know because uh the reason this first came to me was because when i was growing up there was this dude who was like a really um tough dude right and he went to prison but this dude was like a really tough dude people were scared of this dude and he um got a boo in prison he just became gay in prison then he came back out and he came back around the way he would just bring his boo around and no one said shit because <laughs> no one really thought of him as weak like this dude was like people were like yo if, if he's gonna be gay then you know what, what can i say about it like this dude is you know he handles his business and and it was like it was weird to people that he was gay but they saw him coming from a place of strength and i realized like nobody gave him really shit even behind his back no one really said anything and you know but i feel like if he came out he um you know was acting a certain way i think people would have given him more grief if he you know and, and i and it started making me think that you know i don't think people are really that freaked out as people think about the actual same sex part as so much as the i mean i don't know what you guys think that's just ever since i had experience with it with that guy it kind of made me rethink about you know what are people really afraid of when they think they're being homophobic in the black community i never really thought of home you know when people throw those blanket statements out there the homophobia in the black community well what yeah, black, like it's black uniquely yeah. yeah, all black communities aren't the same. You know what I'm saying? We there's certain things that we do the same, but uh, when I say homophobia in the black community, it's not that I'm saying that the black community is more homophobic, but it's more like I'm saying I feel like black people do things come from a different place than white people. So it's like it's not that I think there's more homophobia in the black community, but I feel like white homophobia to me just comes from a very bullying place. Well, yeah, they motherfuckers. So are you're saying I mean, that's that the whole it the comes clan from skinheads talk about it. Well, you're talking about a group of people who, and I'm talking about black males in particular, where, you know, just 50, 60 years ago, you were fighting for the right to even be considered a man, you know, and right, exactly. you a boy. And so 
I think I see what you're talking about. You don't want to flatten the, the the shit out to make it seem like everything is coming from the same place. You want to kind of like dissect it in, in, in a little deeper because it comes from a different place. Um, when you talk about the black male experience versus when you talk about from the from the from the perspective of a white supremacist, that that that's yeah yeah. You know the word came to mind. I think this is the word. I think black men are more afraid of emasculation. Yeah. Where, Whereas I think I think with white guys, they just want to dominate, you know, something. And that's like, the thing that you worry about. You know what I'm saying? You know, in, in the world, you know what I'm saying? We know that in the real world, not on Twitter, not social media, in the real world, it's really about who's a wolf and who's a sheep. It really boils down to that. You know what I'm saying? And, when you And we don't have a system backing us up. No, absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? So you got it. So you have to figure out a way to protect yourself financially, physically, emotionally psychologically, you know what I'm saying? You have to figure out a way as a black man or as a black, fuck it, as a black person, even as a black child, you have to figure out black children don't know how to think quickly about these things. And that's how a lot of our teenagers fall into these traps. But as a black person, you really do have to think about these things. So when the, when the idea of being uh, prey comes upon it for the untrained mind for us, we're like, man, I don't know why, you know, why would you want to do that, man? They're going to, now you're going to be treated a certain kind of way. You know what I'm saying? They going to treat you a certain kind of way. Well, who is they? Whoever. Because we don't have a system that backs us up. So anybody can do anything to you. So why would you do even more to put yourself in that situation? That's at least how I see things. I don't really, I don't believe in the whole, you know, and I'm not saying you said this to you at all, but the whole homophobia in the black community shit. Motherfucking white folks got skinheads that literally go out and try to kill gay people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, they pass law. They, they're yeah. the ones who dictate law. Yeah. You know, rather people can get married and, and, and have just basic rights, you know, the right to visit their loved ones in a hospital, the right to uh, be placed on someone's insurance policy, yeah. all of that type of shit. Black folks don't control that. All right, y'all. So that is the end of part one. Go to, again, patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good.